Hello, friends. This is our last episode of 2019, and I honestly don't make that big of a deal of New Year's. I don't know about you, but like I'm a little tired of all the memes on the internet, on Instagram, wherever you hang out that are like, leave all of these things in 2019. Let me tell you something. You can leave all of those things today if you want to. You can leave all of those things tomorrow if you want to. You don't need to wait until a new year, let alone a new decade, to leave things behind. So this really got me thinking. Why do we do that? Like, why do we need solid dates to allow ourselves to commit to something because it's really what it is right at the end of the day like it's like there's this date that somebody at some point in time decided to make up the fact that every time this date occurs after 365 days boom we're gonna change the year does the year ever really matter other than when you're writing your birth date or you're dating a check not really right well no I'm sorry scratch that. It matters when you need receipts. And I'm speaking like receipts in the broad sense, right? Like I need a receipt to match the date of, um, you know, whatever tea I'm spilling. <laughs> I, need, I need the receipt to meet a certain requirement of like my return purchase, right? Because we have return policies that that end after a specific amount of time um, after the purchase date. But like other than that, as a, as a gauge to provide ourselves like a guideline or like some sort of contract, it doesn't really mean shit. It really doesn't. Like, does anybody care that I was born in 1984? When is the only time that we refer to the year 1984? When we're talking about somebody's birth date, when we're talking about people who grew up in the 80s, when we're, I don't know, referring to like when a movie was made. It doesn't mean anything. It's just some sort of tangible thing that somebody made up for us all to attach to. We assign meaning to it and everybody's got all these different meanings to it. And listen, I know this is just dragging on at this point, but this shit pisses me off. I, y'all know, am not a huge fan of like any sort of festivity. Okay. We've gone over this. So New Year's in my world, in Amy land is another fake holiday. Okay. Like, who was the genius who was like, we're going to put a ball on top of a building and then we're going to count down backwards and then poof, now we're writing a new date on our checks. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. It's not exciting. It's not thrilling. I've partied on New Year's. I've gone places on New Year's. I've been on vacation on New Year's. I've sat in my living room and watched it on TV and I treat New Year's Eve 
and New Year's Day like any other day of the week. Quite frankly, I used to schedule clients on holidays because I saw really no purpose. And it wasn't because I didn't have places to go. Like, that's not the thing. Because I can hear all your judgmental voices in my head right now, which are really my judgmental voice. I get it. Like, I would be judging me too if I were listening to me. And I'm sure some of you are like, well, that's probably because you don't have anywhere to go. Wrong. I have a lot of places to go. It's just the difference between me and somebody who goes all those places is that my beliefs, I'm more committed to my beliefs than I am to people pleasing. And if my beliefs don't match um, the majority of other people, I don't really give a shit. I don't care if I don't make sense to you. I don't care if everything I do, say, think, how I live, what I stand for is the opposite of the rest of the world. That's Amy. And I'm cool. I'm cool with it. So I'm not really hyped up about the end of the year and the start of a new decade. I've lived through a few decades, as I'm sure a lot of you have. I know my audience. My audience ranges from the ages of 25, usually to about 45. We hit, we touch on the outskirts. But that's like, that's the range of people. So most of you have lived through several decades as well, right? It ain't that big of a deal. I don't remember any other decade. I really don't. I don't remember any other ball drop, any other New Year's. It all blends together at this point. So if you're somebody who feels the opposite, though, let me speak to you from for, for one minute, maybe less than a minute. If you're someone who feels like you need that solid deadline to change everything in your lives, fine, cool. I, I'm not that, I don't need that. Like, I hold myself accountable every day when I notice behaviors I don't like about myself, when I notice thought processes I don't like about myself. I am very self-motivated to change it that instant. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday in June, mid-year. I change it. I don't need to wait until a birthday, till a Christmas, till a New Year's to be like, okay, now I'm going to do it. I don't need that. I'm, I, I have a drive that's a little bit different. I, I don't need anybody holding me accountable. I don't need a date or a deadline to hold me accountable. But some people do, all right? And I know that and I respect that. If some people need that deadline, fine. But I just want to be a different voice in your head and let you know that like when you build shit up like that, it's it's too much for a human. You just built yourself a very large mountain in a matter of days or weeks or like the coming months until the end of the year and you made a decision that all of these things need to change and go after this specific date and that's just not logical it's not it it's not i don't want to tell you it's not possible anything is possible and i wholeheartedly believe that but i know people and i know mindset and i know behavior and i'll tell you that this is why most people make a new year's resolution or as everybody started to shift the way they they spoke about that they were like oh i make intentions which i have said 
way before everybody else was saying. Okay, toot my own horn. Beep, beep. So whatever you want to call it, a resolution or an intention, I don't believe you can make one for an entire year. I don't think that's practical. I think we evolve and change day to day, hour to hour, week to week, month to month, year to year, that you have to learn how to go with the flow more. And when I say go with the flow, I mean ebb and flow. You need to you need to flow with your highs and flow with your lows and find a balance. And that is what maintains that emotional, mental, and physical stability rather than feeling like you're on this constant climb up a mountain and then you're falling down that same mountain and you're trying to like claw your way back up again which is what I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little bold right now and say most people who set like a yearly uh, this is what I'm gonna everything I'm gonna do this year and this is everything I'm gonna change come the first of January Y'all slide down that mountain rather quickly within a few weeks, some of you a few days, maybe it takes a few of you a month. Just saying. So I recommend doing a little bit differently. Treat it, even if you're going to celebrate it, treat it like it's any other day of the week. Don't adjust your mindset to the condition. Ooh, I know. We're going a little deep this morning because, listen, your girl decided she was going to, like, multitask this morning. I took a shower, and then I was like, oh, my nail polish is chipped. And if you're a little gangster like me and you like to paint your own nails mostly, most of the time. I love a good spa day, but, you know, most of the time it's just easier to paint my own nails. Quick drying nail polish does the trick, and I'm really good at it. And uh, I paint over Like, uh, who's wasting time taking the nail polish off when you're going to paint the same color? I just paint over it, and it looks just fine. So I was multitasking. I was peeing and painting my nails at the same time. And then it clicked within seconds. What am I doing? Like, this is going to the bathroom is literally going to take me less than five seconds. And I just started a whole job of painting my nails, which, yeah, it's quick-drying nail polish, but it's going to take like longer than I have to pee to dry. How am I going to wipe? This is a mess. (laughs) This This is a disaster. What was I thinking? So I was trapped on my own toilet sitting there like Dewey is looking at me going, what the fuck is wrong with? Is she sick? Like what's wrong with it? And I was just like, um, waving my hands in the air, trying to get my nail polish to dry. And then unfortunately, And ladies, I know you are going to understand this. You know, when you put like a little too much nail polish on one nail and if you use quick drying nail polish, like it's still going to, that, that one nail is going to take a little extra longer to dry. Well, that's what happened. And so I thought I was good. One hand was pretty much dry. I was able to kind of like get off the toilet. And then I was like, I got to put my clothes on now. And, um, tapped that one nail, destroyed it. And then like a genius was like, okay, I'll just repaint it real quick. Not thinking through that. Like maybe just wait, just put the clothes on Amy and do that thing last. I didn't. So I got dressed this morning one handed that that's a skill. 
Do you, get, pulling your thong up with one hand is a skill like no other. If if that could go on a resume, if I still had a resume, I would put that on there. One-handed thong puller upper, cause that's hard. And then I and and then I managed to get my bra on one-handed and my shirt on with like I I like made a fist to like hide my wet nail and like shoved my arm through. <laughs> Hell of a morning. Hell of a morning. I mean. So I guess after all of that, I don't know. I've decided to self-reflect. <laughs> self-reflect a little and uh I don't know. Go a little go a little deep. Uh I lost my train of thought, though, before I started in, into that whole story. So now I don't even know where I was taking that deep conversation. What I do know is that if you only have one hand, bless you. Like, I don't, I wouldn't be able, and that was just a wet nail. I wouldn't be able to survive. I'm very grateful for both my arms and both my hands this morning. And that's the goal of life. Find appreciation in everything. That is what I've concluded in the last few weeks. And I know I've spoken to you since then, but since I had surgery, we are, this is, I think we, this is week three of recovery. Technically three to six weeks is, or two to six weeks. I forget what the doctor said. Six weeks technically is how long it's supposed to take me to, uh, feel at least 90% better. We're still a little congested. I'm sure you can hear that. But we've got our our good mic set up back. So so the sound quality is on the up and up. Uh I have learned to appreciate almost everything. Cuz the minute something is taken from you, man, you miss it right? You miss it. Like the minute your health is gone, whatever, in whatever capacity, maybe it's just like a lot of people right now are like, got the stomach flu or or something like that, right? But just functioning right after surgery with like my nose taped up and not being able to sleep because I was choking on my tongue, which I think is a story I probably didn't tell you. I couldn't, the first night after surgery, like I, that night, <laughs> uh, they tape up your nose, and uh, and then they you it's it's got packing inside, and then you've got like gauze wrapped around it. And needless to say, I was in so much pain. I was following the directions for the pain meds that I was supposed to take, and <clears throat> was taking them and wasn't sleeping, and I was trying to sit up like and sleep because I had no I had no other option and as I start every time I started to doze off I was like choking on my tongue like your nose is a vital part of you as a functioning human being without it and I can speak from (laughs) clearly from experience here without the ability to breathe through your nose it is is not a good life 
Take it from me. Don't fuck with your nose. It is not a good life. When you are a little bit congested or you have allergies and stuff, you suffer a little. But the minute all breathing or all access to being able to breathe is wiped from you, you get winded. Like I'm still, I'm still healing, right? So short little walks make me sound like I've never walked in my in my life. I get so winded, so winded. So I'm learning to stay really present. That was my intention for Christmas. Going into Christmas, being somebody who usually doesn't have the best experiences on holidays, I went in with a very specific intention for myself to be really present and really appreciative no matter what. No matter what. And that's Ah, I just got my thought back. Now I know. We we just came full circle, folks. Full circle, real time. You're in my head with me and it's a it's a it's a shit show. So I no matter what happened, I was going to just find a way to be really present and you you would be surprised what a simple little intention does it just gives you commitment to something like a focus a direction right and that's where I was going with this new year's conversation and and this resolution conversation is because you don't you don't need to attach to things outside of you you just don't to feel good or change something about you like the goal at the end of the day really for everybody whether they think it know it or have learned to accept it yet or not is to learn to stay so connected to yourself and control your own thought process regardless of any external conditions. And when you are capable of doing that, then it really, like the hype of, let's say, New Year's, it can make you happy, it can get you excited, it doesn't change you. And I think that's what a lot of people do with these resolutions at the end of the year is they let they let the the, I don't know, should we say it's adrenaline? The buildup, right, of something where they feel like they've got to set some sort of big goal or expectation, they let it affect their mindset and their emotional state. And then everything comes crashing down when you when you put all that energy into something outside of you. I've been meditating extra the last few weeks. Don't ask me why. Don't I don't I, I don't have an answer for that. I just things are I'm always working through and processing things mentally and and something shifted for me. I and I go through phases, right? Like I'm always meditating every day. It's it's been a thing for years. But I've gone through periods of time where I meditate two to three times a day every day. And then I go through periods of time where like doing one simple 15 to 20 minute meditation is hell, right? But I'm in a phase now where it's like twice a day, every day. And life is good, guys. Life is good. It's like, I don't care how you have to do it. Because really, there's no right or wrong way. I don't care how you, I don't, I don't care what your go-to method is, right? For me, let's say meditation right now helps me connect and and stay calm. And when I say connect, I think a lot of people get mixed up or they feel like this is like a concept that they can't grasp 
because it's a little too foreign or a little too it, it it's not tan we like as humans we like tangible shit right like we like to feel it see it smell it touch it and then it's real and so a lot of people say I'm like too deep because if I talk about things that like are emotional well you can't see well you can't you can I I can right <laughs> and, me, and maybe you can but most people don't think that they can like touch emotion or see that you could see emotion on somebody else. But can you see it in yourself? Can you feel it coming up? Some people find such unhealthy ways to cope that even though it's very much there and present, maybe other people could see it in them. They're not seeing it in themselves, right? We like tangible shit. That's just, that's the human in us. We like tangible shit. So... Anything that's not tangible in terms of like when you speak about a concept like meditation, it's it's a way to connect to yourself that keeps you really grounded. And the best way that I can explain this is if you've ever gone outside um, like in a field or on a hike, right? Or maybe you're at a park or something and there's no other humans there and you just sit, whether you're sitting on the grass or you're sitting on a bench, it really doesn't make a difference. You just sit or stand, close your eyes, and kind of like be in that moment, right? Like you hear the birds, you hear the wind, you feel the wind, you maybe feel the sun, whatever time of year it is. You just, you're really present. That's like you being grounded. It means you're in that moment. You're on the ground in your body, so to speak. You're not flighty, as I like to say. You're not elsewhere in your mind, but physically present there. Do you know how many people function that way in life? Where like they might physically be in front of you, but mentally they're somewhere else. And I'm not talking like mentally there's someone there's somewhere else. Um, controlling their mindset so that they're not reactive to you. I mean that they're they're mentally wishing they were were somewhere else. (laughs) That's really not funny. (laughs) I, I, I am well aware that is not funny, but I'm laughing anyway. Um, when you are, when you are meditating, that's what you're doing. You are basically kind of uh, this word sucks, but whatever. Recalibrating yourself to to be in that moment with yourself, which, believe it or not, is very, 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 very difficult for so many people. And then what happens is when you are not connected to yourself in that capacity, everything bothers you. Everything has to change for you. Everything is annoying to you and everything has to have the solution for you. When the truth of the matter is you have the solution for you, you can change you, you can adjust you to function wherever you go and whatever you do in a way that it all feels good for you. People don't get it. Maybe some of you right now listening to me are like, what? I thought this was comedy. What? Well, maybe that is fucking comedy for you. Maybe you're like this bitch. <laughs> don't she don't know what she? I know a lot about a lot. I know a lot about a lot. That's fact. 
That's, that's, there are things that I don't know much about. And I'll tell you, I don't know much about politics, not into history. I don't, I don't get down with history because why do I want to relive like other people's shit? (laughs) I get to create my own shit. Why? I don't, mm, no, no, I'll pass. So I don't, mm, not into history, not into um, politics, and like, I don't know, like climate stuff, I'm, I'm not down for it. I, I have friends that are into it. I will listen to it. I will respect it. Sometimes things intrigue me, like it intrigues me that it's like 50 degrees in New Jersey when it should be snowing, and I ordered two puffer jackets for winter that I'm not getting much use out of because it's raining and warm outside. I am not complaining. I am just, I don't know, bewildered by that, that, that stuff. But I know a lot about other things. Like I know about science in my own way. Like I'm not a textbook kind of girl. So I love when people, I love love, 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 love when people jump into my comment section on any social media, it doesn't matter which one, and they start telling me about, like, they use textbook psychology terms or or medical terms. It's like, first of all, you don't need to try to one-up what I said by using your big words that you read out of a book because I know those words too. I just don't use them on purpose in my work because the people that I'm speaking to, they don't really subscribe to like real therapy in the sense of like listening to somebody label you with a bunch of medical problems that are beyond your control. (laughs) And I'm really gonna go in in a second. I feel it coming. And they they don't, like, I don't need you to use all of your terminology about the nervous system and, and how the brain works and how the body works when you're explaining to me fight, fight, flight, or freeze. Because I have better words for it than, than whoever wrote the textbook. I never read the textbooks. I was not big on school. I went to school, I went to college, I did all of that stuff. Again, stuff we've gone over. Sometimes I sit here and I talk and I think, am I just telling the same stories over and over? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I catch myself mid-story if if that's the case. But mm, whatever, I don't really give a shit. I do this for fun. I mean, it is what it is. I enjoy listening to myself talk and you can call me whatever name you want. I, I, I'm I not going to tell you to fuck off. I'm just going to say, oh, well, don't listen to me if you don't like it. Like, this is, this is a nice little hobby. I was going to learn how to play the ukulele, but instead I ordered a microphone and here we are. I think I'm still going to order a ukulele though, because I just feel like my hands like to do things when I'm watching TV. And I'm sometimes running out of things to do. Like there's only so many times I can repaint my chipped um, nails or 
play on the phone. And I don't like to do that because I feel my energy leaving my body when I play on my phone. So that's another thing that's kind of changed in the last few weeks. The more grounded I've become, the more appreciative I've become, the less I've been on my phone. And shockingly, but not really, the more people are reaching out to me. Isn't that funny? Like a a watched pot doesn't boil. Hello. That's kind of just how it goes. But like I could feel myself when I'm in the addiction of like being glued to the phone and scrolling. And then I can feel myself when I'm not in that. And that's really fun for me is paying attention to like my fuckery. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a fun time. It is what it is. So yeah, you know, I had a really good, I had the best Christmas I've had in a, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say forever because that's probably not true. My brain doesn't go that far back, but since I can remember, I'll say it was the best Christmas since I can remember and it wasn't because anything changed around me. It was because what was going on mentally and emotionally for me was so positive and so good that it was the best thing for me. And like, I'm just going to leave you with that because that is is the best takeaway into your new decade. If you change inside of you, and and that's not necessarily a process that takes very long. It can take a simple intention, a choice in a moment, just a simple choice to say, today I'm going to be really appreciative about everything and it's coming from such a pure place and that's the key component here, okay? That's the key component to what I did and, and to what you can do is it has to, it can't be because you want a different outcome and you're attached to people being different towards you. I had no expectation of anybody being different to me. It was coming from a pure, genuine place inside of me, a pure desire of, I want to feel like this today and this is how I'm choosing to feel and that's it. Nobody at that point could break my commitment to me and I ran with it. And it that when we have positive experiences like that for ourselves, I call them reference points, right? They're reference points because now I can look back at that one positive experience and say to myself, I know what I did. I know where I was at mentally and emotionally when I did it. I know the outcome was great. I can replicate it. When we have trauma, right? Like this is what I do with clients. When we have trauma and and pain over and over and over, those are our reference points, which is why it's very hard to get out of those patterns until you process it. Sorry, I've I've taken a sharp right turn and and now we are we are going down the Amy the Life Coach path <laughs> rather rather than the comedic path cuz this is not really trauma is not necessarily funny, but that's what happens. When you have constant reoccurring experiences of things not working out for you, yes, you're going to have a belief system that says nothing works out for me. So that's why those those small moments day to day really matter because one small moment of something being different for you, being positive for you, 
that builds, it builds on itself. All the pain that you have right now, that's accumulated over time. That's like if you never exfoliated your skin, ever. Oh, God. That's like the people on Dr. Pimple Popper. Do you watch that show? Because let me tell you, I am fucking addicted. That I watch that right before bed, okay? I know, I'm a sick fuck sometimes. I watch that right before bed. You know why? It puts me in such a state of appreciation. And I'm one of those sick people who like enjoys watching that stuff. That's, listen, my mother came into my fifth grade class Okay, and show health class and showed us a knee and like an open knee surgery or something. And half the class left because they had to throw up. So I've been watching surgery videos since the dawn of time. Dr. Pimple Popper, it, you can ask my siblings because they're down for that grossness too. Like, give me, give me, but. They've got a new one now, and one of the doctors is like a few towns over from me. Um, It's about feet, and that's some nasty shit that I can't get down with. How do you let... I watched a couple previews for this one. I forget the name of it, but it's two doctors. They're foot doctors, and it's basically like a a spinoff of Dr. Pimple Popper, so to speak. And... Oh my God, all that did, I watched a couple previews and I thought, that's it. I am I am tending to my feet religiously from here on out. Not that I wasn't, but now they're getting extra TLC because I watched that shit and I went, that toenail is wrapped around that person's foot and skin is flaking off and now you're going to shut me off because I'm detailing this for you. Google it. It's nasty. Yeah. So, mm. <laughs> somebody who doesn't exfoliate their skin is going to have the dead skin cells build up and build up and build up and build up and build up. And then your skin is going to get different conditions or you're going to, you're going to, I'm not going to go into detail anymore for you, but you get the point, right? You've got, you, that's, that's buildup of shit that you don't want, right? You, you got to exfoliate every other day. I listen. I'm an overachiever. I like to exfoliate every day, gently, of course. But I, I, my skin is like butter, baby. Okay, butter. So that's your beliefs. That's your life experiences. You've got to exfoliate every day, every other day. You've, you've got to check yourself and go. Was that painful? Let me look at it. Because if I let it go three days, guess what? My skin is gonna look rough. I'm gonna I'm gonna look and feel like shit and and that's what happens. What a good note to end on. <laughs> like what a what a high note. I don't know where these things are gonna go. That's where we're ending though. So I'll see you in 2020, y'all.